Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome back to the Island Shuffle, episode six. Uh, I'm Bean Levier, and I'm James Brown. This is a podcast where we watch Lost, everyone's favorite show about an island and its mysteries. But we watch it out of order. We put it on shuffle. We put it on shuffle. We hit that playlist, and we don't hit repeat one. We don't hit repeat all. We should hit repeat one. We should hit repeat one. I think, no, I think the worst idea of all time, boys, have that on lockdown. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that podcast. No. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, the worst idea of all time is a podcast where they spent a year watching Grown Ups 2. Oh my god. Every week for a year. That is awful. Uh, it's awful, but it's also Is it funny? Really, it's definitely very funny. You can tell, like, I really like listening to that podcast and hearing the, like, like, they're, like... By, like, week 10, they're, like, in full-blown despair mode. Absolutely. And, and it's... And the, the end is nowhere The end is nowhere near in sight. And then, like, you see these kind of, like, uh, peaks of, like, zen euphoria where they're like, you know, this week I really actually like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've had uh, some amount of a similar experience with, with some episodes of Lost. Yes, for sure. I mean, we are definitely still staring down the barrel of a hell of a lot of Lost. With a long gun. A long, very long gun. gun. The long gun. The long con. Mm-hmm. Go back to episode one. Mm-hmm. AKA episode 30 something. something? Episode like 20, 30 something? I don't know. I think it was episode 13 of season two. Yes. Yeah. You're long right. con. A long con, baby. Uh, but we're, we didn't watch that episode this time. Although that episode did inform everything since then because the protagonist of the show is Sawyer. <laughs> Obviously, everyone knows that. Every episode, the format of the show so far is. You see an episode from Sawyer's perspective, and then you see an episode from an auxiliary character's perspective. Uh Uh-huh. It's been Sawyer, Richard, Sawyer, Echo, Sawyer, and this week, we spent a little bit of time with Kate. I was going to say her last name, but I completely have no idea what it is. I I don't know. I don't even know her first name. She had two first names in this episode. She sure did. uh, Sometimes people called her Monica, mm. and it was like, you're lying to them. Yeah. Talk about long cons. That is a long con. That's as long a con as it gets. But this you know is... who was in this episode just about as much as Kate was? Oh, the protagonist. <laughs> Sawyer! Sawyer the protagonist. Sawyer, our favorite horny boy con protagonist. It was really incredible. And mm. once again, as with every Sawyer episode, mm-hmm. we, got, we had a Sawyer fuck count. We got a Sawyer... Chop one up. Sawyer fuck count. There's another one. Add Number it, one. Add it, <laughs> add it to the board. There was one, and but this time he did mm. not have a briefcase. Yes, it was an unconventional fuck in that it was not. <laughs> it was it was not it was not a con oriented around a briefcase full of money this time. Instead, no. it was, it was in uh, a cage. Yeah, it was an it was an honest and sincere uh, bone. It was like if you took the metaphor for Sawyer's existence, mm-hmm. which is just like this loose animal in a cage, sort mm-hmm. of unleashed upon. Uh, Upon hell on earth. Yeah. Um, I know, it's like they made the metaphor literal a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're coming out of their cages, and they're doing just fine. Yeah. Uh, they're coming is... out of their cages, and they're coming in their cages. Uh, Uh-oh. Boy. Gonna they, have to cut are, that one out. I think it's gonna have to stay in, because <laughs> I don't intend to use Audacity for more than I absolutely have to. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that we could go... Uh, it took us less than four minutes to say come in that <laughs> sense. So, uh, oh hope all our fans love that good, good 
filthy humor. If you're, it's a Sawyer episode. It's, I a, mean, it's not. It's not really a Sawyer. Can you it's a Sawyer adjacent episode. So there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some blue talk. We're gonna get a little blue. Dabba uh, die. To narrow it down, we are talking about season three, episode six, titled "I Do." Aww, sweet. Something in there. What's that I'm hearing? Ding, 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 ding. Love. <laughs> is the sound love is love, love what you were thinking of? Uh, I was going to say wedding bells. Oh. But uh, <laughs> love also. Hopefully the two go hand in hand. I assume so. And they seemed to in this episode. Uh, this being a Kate episode, we got a glimpse into Kate's life as a fugitive on the run. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. There are a lot of Kate episodes and they all kind of go like this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, what, what, her problem in this episode was really... Mm-hmm. So, Kate was getting married, yes. naturally, to a police officer. Of course. Uh, police officer played by the uh, always handsome Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion? Uh, Nathan Phil- Fillmore. Fillmore. Nathan Fillmore. A great detective. Yes. Absolutely. Cleans up the streets of that one elementary school. The old elementary school cop. Mm-hmm. Um... And, well, so her name is Monica. <laughs> yeah, she's going by uh, a nom de plume, Monica, in the in the in in these flashbacks. Uh, and their marriage is, is, you get, like, several scenes in a row of just them getting married, and it's, like, the happiest, most pristine marriage you've ever seen. It so, seemed like a normal marriage. Yeah, it's a perfectly normal marriage. There was a mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. There were no other parents. No so other I guess par- in that sense, it was a bit of an abnormal marriage. True. We don't see Monica's parents, of course, because uh, Monica's parents are... I forget. Oh, yeah, she blew up her dad. Yeah, she, she blew said. up her dad, and her mom hates her for blowing up her dad. That's the like backstory that the audience would know. The normal viewing audience would know at this know point. That. You didn't know that? I mean, I guess I have watched it. Yeah. Yeah, eight yeah. years ago. But it hasn't come up in in our watch through yet. No, um, but we, we did not uh, explore the uh, the blowing up of Monica Kate's dad. Yes. Um. So her, she's living this like happy life, but it's all, it's all it's too perfect. It is way too perfect. She her goes, hair is ridiculous. Her, her hair is this beautiful like like right out of a like catalog kind of thing. Out of, like, a Sears catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the aesthetic they're going for. Exactly, they're going for it's all perfect, and then when the rug gets pulled up from under you, it hurts all that much more. Except not really, because... Open up the Sears catalog, buy a new rug. You gotta gotta buy a new rug from Sears. Um, Or in the case of uh, this cop, you gotta get a new wife. You gotta get a new (laughs) wife, cop. This is definitely, like, a very... a sweet and wholesome Miami cop who I mean yeah. he's, played, he's played by Nathan Fillion so it's hard for him to not be like handsome and you get like uh, you know here's what I'll say about Kate she's got a winning smile uh, yeah. Evangeline Lilly and you put those two actors together and their scenes can be pretty charming I would have liked to see uh, the cop outside of his because he was just so sweet and nice all the time true yeah he was sweet and nice and the only time you see him on the job he's like sitting in the car and then the other time he's like, oh, I'm bogged down with paperwork. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, sure is a, sure is one way to look at cops. You're a weird cop. Yeah, yeah you're an anomaly of a cop. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, eventually, after all, all the perfect, the perfect mother-in-law 
is like sobbing and gives gives Kate a family heirloom, beautiful heirloom because she wanted to give it to her daughter, but she had four boys, four boys, four boys, and now she has a daughter of her own. And the priest at the wedding says, "Oh, this cop guy whose name I forget." He's been going to church every day, and uh, he's part of the community. And Ever uh, since he was this tall, yeah. motions with hand. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that Monica's in her in his life and welcomed everybody. And now pronouncing man and wife, and they get married. And Kate goes to the grocery store and says, "Hey, it's Taco Night, honey. We're I'm at this perfect grocery store, and I'm doing all the things." The thing I think that was the first thing that really tipped me off as to that things were going to go south because she was on the phone and she mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, it's Taco Night. Mm-hmm. What did she have in her cart? Only carrots and bananas. Carrots and bananas." And she pulled a nondescript thing from the freezer. I from think. the freezer. You can't get tacos from the freezer. No, that's not where they keep them. So, what is, what is going on here? What she says it's taco night. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I think that's the first crack in the facade. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, they really plant the seed well yeah, with that one. Exactly. Uh, the, immediately after she goes to buy groceries, she darts out to a phone booth in the rain. Oh, yeah. And she makes a call. She sets an egg timer and she makes a call to And who, who does she call? She gets a direct line into... The FBI, of course, <laughs> <laughs> from the payphone. <laughs> and you know what? You know how she starts the conversation with the FBI. She goes, "It's me." Yep, and FBI guys like, mm, "Yeah, like of course, it's you." <laughs> it's her. Uh, to be fair, I think there is a history implied there. Like, uh, I would hope so. I think like in pre- like we've seen like. Like yeah, that, that guy's, guy and yeah, Kate, that guy's a recurring yeah. character in Kate's backstory. Like they've been back and forth and, and basically Kate goes to this FBI guy. First of all, Kate. Before before we talk about why this is stupid, let's just say what happens and then we can get into it. Kate calls the FBI guy and says, "Look, you don't want to keep on chasing me for the crimes I've committed. Uh, I love this guy a lot. Why don't you just let me? Why don't you just let me go?" And FBI guy goes. You know what? How about this? If you can actually settle down and stay put, I'll stop chasing you as long as I have. But you and I both know that's not going to happen. Here's why that's really dumb. <laughs> Don't call the guy, like, you got, you, so up until this scene, he you had a good thing going. You, yeah. yeah, you you got a good thing going. You blow it here and now, first of all, by calling the FBI guy. You don't, like, he, like, the FBI guy picks up the phone and then as soon as he realizes it's Kate he like covers the mouth of the phone and goes like hey uh, guy next to me start like tracing this call he makes a little like uh-huh. gesture and it's like okay well that's the end of Kate's happy life and it was literally Kate was pretty much in the clear apparently in, until she blew it and secondly who calls the FBI to say hey I know that I'm currently mm-hmm. on the FBI wanted list but mm-hmm. could you chill and like stop searching for me yeah. and the FBI is like yeah I guess yeah it's like you know what let's make it let's place a bed says the FBI yeah the FBI is in the business of like negotiating with fugitives yeah like, well I mean technically they are I, I mean <laughs> in, I, a, in a know, certain sense you know yeah I when you put it that way, yes, that is that, that, is, that is their <laughs> that deal. That is sort of their business. That is their deal, but I don't think they're da- necessarily super down for <laughs> this the arrangement. Old, hey, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, okay, well, if you look, if you just quit it, 
I'll, I'll, we'll, like, let, we'll let bygones be bygones. But you know what, actually? At the end of Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. um, the Hannibal Lecter phones Jodie Foster. Is it Jodie Foster? Yes. So from the FBI. Mm-hmm. And he phones, I think he might get a direct line to her, too. Of course, you got it. And him. then... Um, all the good fugitives know the direct lines to all their favorite FBI guys. Of course. It's it's, it's a just, classic it's, fugitive yeah. move. It's just a report. you got to keep up a rapport. You keep your little book. Mm-hmm. Your, a your phone book. And mm-hmm. um, he phoned her. And I don't think he said, stop chasing me. Mm-hmm. I think it was sort of implied, though. And she was like, yo, I'll, I'll stop, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But so also, if if the writers of this show though had mm-hmm. only their only experience of the FBI was through Silence of the Lands, which I think is not entirely unlikely. That is this a makes lot of people's sense. I imagine that's a lot of people's back in the day only experience with the FBI. I had a small run in with the FBI every time I watched a VHS. Mm-hmm. They were oh, like, yeah. "Yo, don't copy this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the. I guess that's kind of the FBI's version of the like uh, the the deal that was struck in this episode. They're just kind of like, "Hey, we're not gonna fuck with you if you don't fuck with us." That's true. Mm-hmm. You little stupid ass bitch. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Got a million trillion things that I'd rather fucking do than be fucking with you. Uh, that's man. the FBI's theme song. That's yeah. That's the. I mean, you never really were able to read it because the resolution was so funny, but that was the full text on the FBI warnings at the start of those old VHS tapes. Uh, and now the FBI is uh, currently prosecuting... What rapper put that out? Is it Big Sean? Is that a Big Sean? Uh, I legitimately don't know. What? It's definitely like a line that I recognize. It might be a Big Sean. Could be a Big Sean. They're currently prosecuting him for plagiarism. Oh yeah, yeah. For yeah. stealing the FBI's, uh, it was yeah. written in Latin exactly. for the FBI. Their uh, mm-hmm. their Latin um, slogan is the, "I ain't fucking with you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that seems like what the FBI's priority should be in this yeah. in this in these trying times in twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they gave up on Kate, mm-hmm. so we want to move on to something else. Yeah, that's Hannibal Lecter is never going to well, be found. Well, that's the thing. Let me tell you. They don't. They they have no reason to give up on Kate because the next scene we see of Kate is her breaking her whole thing for no reason. For no reason. She's basically just uh, so the final scene of Kate's whole flash his Kate's whole I'm married flashback is uh, she basically uh, she has a pregnancy scare. She almost is pregnant, but then she looks at the thing and uh, the the pregnancy test. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that so like contemptuously. <laughs> Like, oh, like, oh, I forgot we're all being PC now. It's a pregnancy test. The, uh, the kid stick. <laughs> the old kid stick. <laughs> um, and she was not pregnant. That was a weird, that was sort of a weird one, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, all of, all of it's weird. This whole flashback is weird. But let's wrap it up before we can really um, dive into why it kind of sucks. Um, she, she basically comes out and she has two, she gives, uh, handsome cop a drink and uh-huh. says, and the cop is like, oh, all these, uh, all the paperwork on this fugitive case, geez Louise. Kate goes, what if I told you I was a fugitive and that I was, and that I was on the run for blowing up my dad? Uh, Nathan Fillion goes, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> Kate goes, I'm not joking. This is a real thing that I, that happened. My name's not Monica. I'm Kate. 
Uh, I can't do this perfect lifestyle. I can't taco night. Taco night. I can't do taco night. I can't do taco night. She has this whole existential crisis of it's much easier to just be mm. on the run rather than like Fucking live this live in this marriage that I started a week ago. Yeah, you. Ha- it's been. I who knows how long it's been. I like to think that it is that all of this <laughs> takes like over a day. day. Yeah, it's the next day. <laughs> taco night. I can't do taco night. It's like you. You don't have to eat tacos. Yeah, you can do taco night, my dude. <laughs> so I'll, do, I'll do some taco. I'll night. do taco night. Fuck yeah, I could. I could go for taco night. I had tacos at uh, Ray Del Tacos, which is a great taco place. Yeah, I want to go. I've never been. I uh, highly recommend it. If you're ever in the, God, is it Park X, I guess? Right by the John Tello Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, I'm if you're ever, very if you're close ever... to uh, El Ray Del Taco. Yes, yes, I yes. become my spot. Uh, highly recommended. How but many stars? I've only been once, but i definitely give it four to four and a half. From four to four and a half. Words. There we go. Good prices, good food. All right, thanks for tuning in to the yep. Island Shuffle. Yep. This has been a uh, long form advertisement yep, exactly. for El Rey Del Taco. Exactly. We finally done it. We got our first sponsor, and it's Rey Del Tacos, and we're getting that. <laughs> we're getting that taco money. They were like, they told us like, watch the Taco Night episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got to be honest. The numbers, the numbers were rigged. <laughs> the numbers. Yeah, we, uh, we we had to get to the Taco Night episode. Precisely. Um. But so, yeah, Kate's yeah. whole fucking crisis is mm-hmm. so contrived. It's so it's, ridiculous it's, that she buys into this. Yeah. And she's like, I really love this guy. I'm really happy mm-hmm. to be married to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. please let me just do this. Mm-hmm. And the person's like, we know you can't do that. And then she's not like, long after, she's like, Taco Night is too much to handle. <laughs> it's so like, you committed murder. Yeah, it's like, just you can, chill. If you can I, handle murder, you can handle a fucking taco. I get, yeah, exactly. Here's, like, Kate, Kate also like... Puts a sleeping pill in handsome husband's drink and uh-huh. then and then uh, pieces and that's the end of this like that's she's kind of on the run again. She's back on the run. Kate, she runs. She's she's born to be a fugitive. Born to be run. run. I believe there's actually a Kate episode called "Born to Run." Really? I, I think so. Do they play the Bruce Springsteen song? I doubt it. I doubt they have the rights to that. They probably just play some more Patsy Cline. Oh God. I like Patsy Cline well enough. I mean, but they named the episode after a Bruce Springsteen song. You can't, you mm. can't do that and then not hey. follow up with a. Cra- <laughs> I don't, I don't like this show. I don't like what it's doing. I don't. I think this is really a bit, even for Lost, that's a bit much. I like this this character of guy down by the docks who who wanted, who really wanted Springsteen to be in Lost. Just want Springsteen to be in everything. Yeah, that's a real guy. That's like, that's oh, like yeah. thousands of that guy. Oh yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not knocking Bruce Springsteen. Love that. Love the boss. Love the boss. But you are above even the boss. No way. And so I hereby give you the title of Big Boss. Big Boss. <laughs> Welcome to the Island Shuffle. I'm yeah. Big Boss. <laughs> that's your new name. Uh. Before I get too deep into Metal Gear lore, let's get into, let's dive back into Lost. Uh, just, like, 
I remember back in the day, never, like, there's a million Kate episodes. I want to say that Kate might be the character that has the most episodes uh-huh. dedicated to her. And they're all in this theme of, like, like, they're trying to paint her as a, like, tragic figure, kind yeah. of. Like, oh, isn't it, isn't it a bummer that she just can't, isn't that like, so stop. tragic? She can't yeah, stop she's running. She's a victim of her own unwillingness yeah. to just, like, ex- like... Exactly. Exist. But, like, they have to keep... And, like, that kind of... For a bit, that works. There's yeah. some there's some episodes that are like, that's... Alright, but the problem with Kate is that they have... She has so many episodes that are just that. This one is so wild. They, it... they keep having to come up with new ways for her to... To, to fuck run up, away from things. To like, leave a giant trail of destruction in her wake. Exactly. And the more it goes on, the less sympathy you have for her because you're just like, you're just, everything you touch, you're just dooming. She was such an awful person in mm. this episode. Mm. Which, yeah, because she, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a long con. She marries yeah. a person. Yeah. And, like, the whole time she's on the run. Yeah. I mean,. Sawyer's all about long cons, but Kate's been running the longest con of all. Sawyer's cons are like three months tops. Yeah, this is this is a marriage. It's like how is, how she's realistically, realistically, it's like even if they got married a year and a half after they met, mm-hmm. that's that's a long time. Followed by, you know, one day of marriage before Taco Night was too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did she she never had these mm-hmm. second thoughts before? Or Yeah, it's just like I, I like to I my theory is that they wanted to kind of imply greater time in this marriage. Uh-huh. But like the way the episode is structured, it really is easy to read it as, like, it all happens in two days, it and it really, just makes yeah. it so absurd. It's, it's, it's much funnier it's, that way. It's, way. it's a way better way to read it, to be honest. Anyways, that's Kate's tragic backstory. If they wanted to imply greater time, they should have had her hair either grow or get smaller. She had True. the same haircut the entire time. True, that would have been good. You, you can only have the same haircut for mm-hmm. about three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 the tragedy of fugitive Kate, always on the run, leaving a trail of oh, just ruining every single life she touches, pretty much. Yeah. Um, on the island, stuff is happening. Which island? Oh, which island indeed? Because in this episode, we don't spend very much time on the island we know and love, we spend time on a tiny little island that's offshore. The Others Island. The island that belongs to the Others is... Uh... Kate? Kate? I I tried to say Kate and Jack at once, and then that didn't work out. Kate. Uh, Kate and Sawyer are locked up in cages, prisoners of the Others. Yeah. And Jack is also in prison, but in a different place. In a place that's weird and uh, kind of factory-looking and dimly lit, and uh, that actually kind of has... Lighting that I've always kind of liked, where every where like you see like kind of washes of this sickly green over everything. Uh huh. Yeah. I kind of like it a lot. The old underground. Mm, it's a good way to submarine mm, sort of. It's a good way to convey uh, grody. You know what, Jack? Like, there's not bars in Jack's enclosure. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. actually like a glass mm-hmm. panel, and mm-hmm. it's completely transparent, mm-hmm. making it mm-hmm. not a cage. Mm-hmm. Not a room. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not a room. What do you call it? A chamber? I would call it a box. You would. Jack call it is a box. in the box. 
Jack is in the box, isn't he? We have a Jack in the box scenario here. Which is, is that what we would call it? I legitimately, I think that the term box might be the most appropriate term for it. I mean, chamber probably is a pretty uh, good one, too. I think the problem with the box, when I picture a box, I picture no... <laughs> I picture uh, I picture a, like, cube dimensions. I guess that would be a cube, more He's so. in... Jack is pretty much in whatever you would call a squash court. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they have the glass wall, and exactly. I've always called them squash boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, Jack is stuck in the old squash box. Uh, and, uh, God, okay. I'm trying, let me look at my notes and try to fucking make sense of this. Because this is a classic case of, once again, everybody is in a completely different place from last time. Yeah. Uh, Jack, they, Ben, mm-hmm. who is this bad guy with mm-hmm. the others, very important mm-hmm. bad guy. Mm-hmm. Ben is basically the leader of the others. Uh-huh. And he is dying. He is dying. He's got a little tumor on his spine. And he wants Jack to operate on him. And Jack is like, no way, fuck this. Yeah, you guys held me in prison. But... You guys have been terrorizing us this whole time. Eat shit. Why should we believe you? Uh, the reason why we should believe them is because I believe they're using Sawyer and Kate as, like, collateral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, we will yeah. kill your friends. Yeah, let Ben die, and those guys will die too. And Jack silently, with his eyes, says, "Sawyer's not my friend." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does. He, he definitely, definitely does. does. Also, the other funny thing—the mm. silent mm. look that mm. sort of displays so much meaning—that mm. constantly occurs this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is people are constantly calling sawyer and kate mm. it's like your girlfriend or your yeah. boyfriend yeah and then they do this look the camera pans to their face and they look like sort of puzzled and yeah. just the most shocked way yeah. of saying like he's not my boyfriend exactly yeah she's not my girlfriend exactly it's incredibly high school it's hilarious it's very high school for how the stakes are yeah um high school stakes high school stakes um medium well medium well um the God, this episode is this whole like set, series of episodes where they're stuck in these the cages, prisons yeah. is was always felt weird to me. Yeah, even back even back when it was airing, I was like all in on Lost. I was still like, this kind of is dragging and sucks. It sort of like has the same thing with what they're constantly doing with the Kate episodes, where it's like mm. it's just putting this them in this impossible mm. situation where they have mm. like. They're supposed to have no control over their situation, mm-hmm. but they sort of have control over exactly. the situation. Sort of like they keep refusing to escape. Exactly. They keep absolute. I guess. I guess they probably want those mm-hmm. to like metaphors to work together mm-hmm. because we are yeah. seeing both of those things at the same time here. But it it just does have that problem of like. Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, they're not really doing anything in particular. Exactly. Yeah, they're just like trapped, and then the others come up and they're mad at them, <laughs> and they make them do forced labor or just like say cryptic shit at them, and the prisoners are like, "Fuck off, please." Yeah. <laughs> and then that, and then they kind of chat at each other about like, "Why are we here?" I don't know. And like that's like that's, that's like this and the last six episodes. Yeah. And they're constantly threatening to kill Sawyer. Yeah. And at no point does that ever feel like a real threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, even... I feel like if you were currently watching mm-hmm. the show, well, this say this was the newest episode, and mm-hmm. you had no idea what happens mm-hmm. next, 
it there's nothing convincing about the idea mm. of mm. killing off Sawyer. Exactly, or Kate, or even uh, Ben or Jack. Mm-hmm. Any uh, like it doesn't feel uh, none of it really feels earned. At this like, point, the show is sort of addicted to those characters. Mm. Like it has mm-hmm. those are the main characters, mm-hmm. like Ben Sawyer and Jack. Exactly, and. Uh, or I mean, Kate Sawyer and Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben is a bit more auxiliary, mm-hmm. um, but so just to constantly threaten those people's lives mm-hmm. is so unconvincing and so, I it just sort of feels like a waste of people's time. Uh, it definitely super duper is. Um, the like here's a like perfect illustration of all that. Um, Kate. Uh, Sawyer's kind of uh, down in the dumps. He's been like he's been like broken basically, uh-huh. uh, and Kate's just like, you know what? Fuck this. We're busting out of here. And Kate climbs up and like climbs up her cages and fits out of her cage. Escapes her cage very easily. And like I'm wondering if this was attempted in an earlier episode because if not, why would the, why did it take her this long to try? Um, especially considering her whole deal is being a fugitive. Yeah. Um, She's all about being on the run. Mm-hmm. They were just waiting mm-hmm. for the uh, mm-hmm. the Kate episode that reiterates mm-hmm. how she how she's all yes. about being on the run exactly. before that essential part of her character can uh, exist again. Exactly, yes. The characters on Lost uh, only exist when told to exist by the plot, yeah. basically. Um, <laughs> when it lines up with their flashback schedules. Um, so, Kate, so Kate climbs into the cage and busts Sawyer's lock open and like opens the door and is like we're getting out of here come on and Sawyer the whole time is like no damn it come on Freckles no and uh <laughs> that's a really good impression <laughs> I know can you I'm, do it again like, no come on Sawyer come uh, on Freckles <laughs> no I love that you could have played Sawyer I'm gonna I'm gonna con you <laughs> <laughs> he always says that where's the guns oh I'm God. horny and I need a gun <laughs> <laughs> I've only fucked once in this episode. <laughs> this, this shit sucks. Uh, so Kate's finally like fed up with Sawyer. Like, come on, what is what's with you? You've been so broken lately. What's the problem? And uh, Sawyer finally reveals to Kate, "I'm not running. There's nowhere to run to. We're on a tiny island, not the mainland island. So even if we got out, where would we freaking go, buddy?" And Kate's like, fuck, well, dang it, what the heck? And then one thing leads to another, and Kate and Sawyer get it on. Kate and Sawyer get it on. They have sex for the fans, and uh, this throws a wrench in the love triangle, the classic love triangle of Jack, Kate, and Sawyer that is always happening, and I always forget. Like, I could not for the life of me tell you the, like, chronology of this whole convoluted romance uh-huh. thing. Like, I think Kate and Jack have kissed at some point, maybe? Um, anyways. Very high school. It's very, it's so damn high school. And, like, it'll go on, and, like, Kate will go back to Jack, and Jack will go back, like, back to Sawyer, and everything will Jack be Jack will go back to Sawyer. Oh I like that idea. I really That wish. if this love triangle mm. was a real fucking triangle. Yeah, if it was a real triangle and not just a fucking mouth. Yeah, <laughs> not just an angle. That. Yeah, the old love Pac-Man. Yeah, this show is so damn hetero. It drives Jack me and nuts. Sawyer should fuck. They got to. You know that they're like, and it, you know, 
there's exactly one confirmed not heterosexual character on this show actually appears in this episode um and we'll get to him and i'll tell you all about him but like as a result of the complete is he one of the others he's one of the others and as a result of the complete like uh like heteronormity heteronormativity of this show uh a poor little queer like me's gotta kind of do a bit of projecting and so i do definitely enjoy the thought of jack and sawyer having like a like a enemy uh, like a like a hatred that turns into a begrudging love. They would be much better together than either Jack and Kate or Kate and Sawyer. Absolutely, because Kate runs. Mm-hmm. But Jack and Sawyer, they're both very consistent with their mm-hmm. characters. All Sawyer ever wanted mm-hmm. was to kill the dude that ruined his life, and all Jack ever wanted was to fucking do a little surgery. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They could live happily ever yeah, after. I think they could balance each other out very well. Yeah. Whereas Kate is. Running all over yeah, the place. Yeah, Kate just leaves. Kate just is chaos. She just wants to phone the FBI again mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, exactly. uh, uh, I'm settling down. I, I decided to stay on the island." And they're mm-hmm. like, "Yo, if you stay on the island, it'll be okay." And then she starts to try to get off the island. Exactly, and then immediately gets arrested. Of course, it's ridiculous. It's very silly. Anyways, uh, Jack manages to escape his prison with help from a mystery person who we don't know. Um, and she, and he gets out, finds a gun, keeps that little gun, but while he sees the gun, he glances over, and what does he see? Some security cameras aimed right at the bone zone. At the bone zone! Right at the bone zone, and he's, and he gets a lot of mixed emotions, and he realizes, oh man, and Ben sneaks up behind him and says, that smarmy ass classic, uh, like, Ben's default mode is just, like, smarmy and asking for a punch (laughs) in the face. Yeah, and he also actually, and he also great. does get punched in the face a lot, so it's really. I do satisfying. enjoy that, yeah. Um, but he doesn't get punched in this episode, sadly. Um, uh, and by the way, while we're talking about Ben, love that fucking actor. That actor is one of the best. That is next to maybe Terry O'Quinn, <laughs> and like a handful of others. That's definitely one of the most well cast people in the show. Because every because he is like designed to. He's like a character that was designed to be a creep he's this yeah exactly very weird mix Mm -hmm. of like intimidating Mm -hmm. but seems so weak as well and like that sort of makes you all the more unpredictable exactly it seems like he has Mm -hmm. it together and Mm -hmm. also like it Mm -hmm. seems like he goes back into his Mm -hmm. room Mm -hmm. alone and like fucking throws Mm -hmm. a chair out the window absolutely yeah that yeah he's i think some of his characterization is gets pretty inconsistent throughout the show but like Bless Michael Emerson for just playing the hell out of that fucking creep-ass character. Um, anyways. Uh, Jack holds a gun to Ben's head and eventually goes, Alright, I'll do the surgery tomorrow. You got it. Um, which I don't think we really touched about. We, we touched about it a bit, but the other's whole plan was to kidnap these three people so that they can have... Get a surgery get a surgery done and they're also like forcing Sawyer and Kate to do manual labor for no real discernible yeah, reason it's and really... like like the others are just mean for no real reason yeah for no like they could just be like they spend so much time like terrorizing them they spend like the first season like kidnapping children and shit and like killing people uh-huh. and infiltrating them for like reasons that are completely unknown they almost kill Charlie um like 
they blow up the raft. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, they spend a lot of time tormenting the survivors of Flight 815. And for no, no real fucking reason. reason. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, like you spend, like, when it first starts happening, you're like, whoa, shit, this is another obstacle for the gang. What is their motives? That's, they, that's they, specifically the thing, I have, guess. Is like, they set it up, and mm. it sort of makes sense, because when it's an unknown force, mm. Um, mm. it seems mm-hmm. interesting, and it seems like, exactly. I would like to get to the bottom of this. Exactly. But then the unknown force doesn't mm-hmm. really have a motivation. Yeah, exactly. We spend a lot of, season three is the season we spend a lot of time, really, for the first time, kind of like... Uh, I'm drawing back the curtain on what the others are. It's kind of the other season, and it kind of like uh, doesn't really handle it super well, if you ask me. It's not like uh, it's not super thrilling, with a, with a couple of exceptions. Um, some of the, some of it's all right, but uh, I mean Ben's great, but uh, most of it is ju- most of it is just like they're mean and hostile for pretty much no real reason. Like I mean that's that's fine. Yeah. Though. I mean yeah. Kate Kate doesn't have a reason for that's being true. so yeah. uh, but such it is, a, a wrecking ball of destruction. That's and so Sawyer, Sawyer does have a reasoning behind his character motivations. Mm-hmm. Um Horny. Horny. Mm-hmm. Horny and sad. Um, um I don't know what Jack's deal is. Uh Jack's just mad. There's a lot of good Jack getting mad scenes in this. Oh, episode. he's mad the whole time. He's mad because the whole he's time. upset that Kate and Foyer Sawyer is that fucking. Mm-hmm. He's upset and that uh that's funny to watch. It's very, very funny to watch uh Matthew Fox do his damnedest to like he like they he tries so hard to play like that like level of unhinged. Uh-huh. And like when he's acting opposite of Michael Emerson, who's just like Nailing every single face and uh-huh. line he says, uh, Matthew Fox just kind of has this like bug tries to do this like bug eyed like, yeah I'm I'm crazy dude I'm ready to snap and it like is uh, not convincing no, at all. You're like the shitty doctor. Dude. Yeah, you're just you're just a shitty doctor. I just realized Matthew Fox looks like uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah, he does kind of, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fun observation. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, anyways, the episode ends. With uh, Ben going under, mm-hmm. uh, the surgery starts, and suddenly, and it seems to be going smoothly, but suddenly we hear beep, 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 beep. One of the others goes, well, that's not right. And then Jack clocks him, and <laughs> clocks him right in the jaw, and he's like, back away from the table. Give me the walkie-talkie right now. And basically, uh, walkie-talkies with the people in charge people who are like holding Kate and Sawyer hostage and uh says let them go right now and if I don't hear back from them from an hour I will not be able to fix Ben and Ben will die and the episode okay. ends with that pretty much that little cliffhanger that was, yeah it was uh, uh it was an okay episode it was fine yeah it was, <coughs> I mean, it still had some of the show's strengths mm-hmm. that they completely forgot about in season six. Yes, so like, you have the J- Jack, Kate, and Sawyer kind of being themselves. J. Toyer. J. Toyer. J. Toyer. Sack. Sack 8. Sack 8. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sack 8. Sacate. Sacate. Sounds like uh, it's, that sounds mm-hmm. like a uh, like a house 
brand for like home hardware. Yeah, it does. I was thinking it sounds like a tempo for a piano sheet music. Cicate. Yeah, yeah like, you gotta, you're, like you gotta play so this. So it sounds like vivace. Ah, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think actually Cicate vivace is the uh, is the uh, slogan for the FBI that means uh, I ain't fucking with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn it, Big Sean. Damn it, FBI. <laughs> Um, I really hope it's Big Sean. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be bummed if it's not Big Sean, and we've been blowing it this whole time. Um, I mean, that's like for all my griping and gressing of like the others, and I still don't think that they're handled super well. Uh, you get some, you get some all right like set pieces and scenes with them. Um, I don't really like as as like flimsy as their motivations are it's no flimsier than like Jacob's motives or yeah like, that, anything. that's the thing i mean the show is still very much like lost mm-hmm. and the show is mm-hmm. still very much working on a structure of like mm. things are happening that are at least somewhat comprehensible mm-hmm. um you can at least somewhat understand characters mm-hmm. motivations mm-hmm. where they just want to sort of escape the mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. It's uh, it's still straightforward enough mm-hmm. that even though in some ways it's a bit of a lackluster episode, mm-hmm. I mean, firstly, whenever I watch a show, I generally mm-hmm. don't analyze it this much. That's so it's true. like you can sort of ju- you can just write it mm-hmm. off as like, oh, it was a fine episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can have you can have f- fine episodes. Sometimes. Yeah, not every episode has to be a knockout of the park. Yeah, exactly, and I think mm-hmm. that's what we fell into here. Mm-hmm. A perfectly with, fine episode. Yeah, it w- it was serviceable. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it moved whatever plot they're trying to fucking mm-hmm. push along mm-hmm. a bit, and um, and Sawyer and Kate finally fucked. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that that, that's, that is very noteworthy. That, that's pretty significant, I think. In the in that in that arc, that's a it's a well acted scene. The actors like I get the sense that Sawyer. Like is like we were goofing about it at the start of the episode about how it's like oh he's not just doing it for con but like Josh Holloway and uh, Evangeline Lilly they sell that scene they feel, it feels like oh these characters really are in a dire situation and they're finding a connection in this they're in these both sort of times. letting their guard down in mm-hmm. a certain scenario and yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was it, it was really beautiful I'm gonna watch it a couple more times yeah, tonight yeah 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 of course yeah you've got the file I've got the file I know that's I know that I'm gonna be watching that on repeat one for sure I just realized we were joking about that FBI warning mm-hmm. I will not admit on tape that we did not legally acquire these files. Yes, I have a full copy of DVDs. Do you really? I legitimately actually do. So you can make a case that these are archival copies. These are, these are, yeah. Yeah, DVDs don't last forever. I gotta back my shit up, you know? That's completely true. Mm. Holy shit. Mm. One final thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up. I mentioned that one queer character. Uh-huh. Uh, you know... Was that the guy... I want to take a stab at Okay, take a stab. Was that the guy who, like, at the end is in the surgery room with Jack? He's sort of on his own. He's, like, Mm -hmm. a bigger dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that guy. It's the guy behind the glass. He's, like, kind of got a Santa vibe. He's got a real Santa vibe. He's just sitting there, like, everyone's, like, decked out in, like, full, like, doctor scrubs and shit, and he's just, like, there wearing, like, plaid flannel. Sort of dressed like a farmer. Just sort of dressed like a dweeb. Um, just like a guy down the road. And, um, <laughs> like, he's, like, he is kind of a presence, thr- like, throughout season three, uh-huh. and, like, 
He's kind of scattered throughout season one and two. Uh-huh. He's one of the dudes who blows up the raft. Oh, cool. Uh, but when you see, but you only see him for like a bit. Um, he's uh, like, and you see one scene of him basically where he's uh, smooches a dude, and that's the only, literally, the one scene of anything confirming anything, like even remotely not straight. That's is that that character smooched a dude one time, and that's disappointing. Who does he smooch? Just a random dude. Just so they just make up a character for him yep. to smooch so because have... a real character can't also be queer. Exactly. Yeah, they have to. He has to be queer with uh, another like nameless character. He smooches wow. him, and then the guy like leaves. That's crazy because Sawyer fucks so much. Yeah. Kate fucks twice in this exactly. episode. I mean, Jack always looks like he's thinking about fucking. Exactly. I mean, this is a this is a horny show, but it's also a network cable show, and those have to be hetero. And even when you get into the stuff like HBO, that stuff still has to be appropriate for the male gaze. Awful. Exactly. Just awful. It's just a a darn shame. So, so let me, let me think in my own headcanon about how Jack and Sawyer are a happily married couple once they make it off the island. Honestly, they would be. Mm -hmm. Because they're the only, they have more in common than they'd like to admit. Absolutely. Starting with... A complete infatuation with Kate, mm-hmm. and probably at the end of everything, having been abandoned by Kate, who mm-hmm. stole all of their belongings exactly. and uh, left them in ruins. Exactly. One thing that I like about Legend of Korra uh, is that it's not explicit about uh, its uh, queer themes, and you can read it as just like female friendship. Uh-huh. But a guy, like, there's like kind of a triangle between two women and a dude, uh-huh. and the series ends with those two women being best friends. Yeah, <laughs> really and that's good. how this series series should yes, end. Yes, sorry for the spoilers, but that's why everyone's mad is because it ends with a minute long of Jack and Sawyer making it, <laughs> and then slow zoom. <laughs> that's in. it. That's they, it. Yeah, exactly. That was J.J. Abrams' mm-hmm. big plan. Mm-hmm. All along. Exactly, and and I mean, if you think about it, the the hints are there all along. It is the long con. It's the longest con of all. Anyways, uh, I think we've pretty much. Uh, given a thorough dressing down of the episode I do I thought mm-hmm. I thought that the end of the series was not like Jack and Sora making out mm-hmm. but I did think that they entered a, uh, a hotel room and Sora had a briefcase <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack wasn't exactly supposed to see that <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. uh, but inside of the briefcase this time rather than there be a bunch of money you know what was in there a ring. A ring. You weren't exactly supposed to see that, but since you have, will you be my lawfully wedded, Doc? Of course I will, you old bastard. <laughs> Come here. And Kate is both of their best men. Yep, absolutely. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Kate's just constantly darting back and forth. And that's that's how Lost should have ended. We're going to say it right here. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed that it didn't end that way. So, Everyone thought it was building up to that. What with the repetition of yeah. that Sawyer theme and yeah. uh, the complete—I <laughs> don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> I don't know. Look, we look. Go to fanfiction.net for some more if you'd like. Um, but we're the, putting it out there. We yeah, think. we're putting it out there. Uh, subscribe to our fanfiction newsletter. Uh, hopefully, by 
Hopefully tonight I have an RSS feed up so you can actually be subscribed to this darn thing. I'll be there. You'll get notifications. Mm -hmm. We'll stick it right on your yeah. your thing. Right on and your, if you, your device of choice. If you subscribe to the podcast, mm -hmm. we will make... We will, like, fuck with your internet browser. We'll give you both a mm -hmm. uh, an extension bar. Mm -hmm. And we will make your default search engine uh, bing. Yes, absolutely we will. And the default search terms will, of course, be Jack X Sawyer Explicit. <laughs> yes. Yes, Yes. <laughs> so we are... Uh, yes. This is the long con. This is the long con. This is the island... Sh this has been the island shuffle. I've <laughs> thank been, you for I, listening. Thank you for listening. I've been James. I've been Dean. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's the twist. We we swapped bodies now. Uh, thanks for listening. And you know what? Why don't you go in? Get lost. Hey. Hey. Must be the money.